Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the Picture Your Dream Here podcast. My name is Jacob Hemingway, and I'm so excited to be your host. I've written an album and released it this year, Picture Your Dream Here. It's an instrumental guitar album available on all streaming platforms, and it's meant to inspire people to take some time, listen to the music, and picture your dreams. Big dreams, small dreams, everything in between. I've also come out with some journals, Picture Your Dream Here journals, and uh, they're meant to be a place where you can actually write everything down. Uh, I think we all have dreams, but we don't always take the time to sit down and write it down, so I wanted to create something so that people have an opportunity to slow down and and uh, really think about um, all the dreams that they have in life and get them all written down. So head on over to jacobhemingway.com to check out journals. I've got t-shirts. And then you can stream Picture Your Dream here anywhere online. Thanks so much for tuning in. Okay, today we have a very special guest, my good friend Nathan Sipes. Nathan is uh, a multi-instrumentalist, multi-talented guy. He's a family man, and um, we've been friends for a really long time. Um, we actually lived together, uh, back when I was about 19 and, uh, we did some music production back then and since, and he just recently, uh, did the mixing for, um, and played bass for Jealous, my most recent release. And this guy's just, uh, a wealth of knowledge in, in a lot of areas of life and specifically with music. I can lean on him a ton when I need help with anything regarding transcribing, composition, um, audio engineering. Um, he, he can set up all sorts of types of instruments as well. So um, he's always uh, um, a great um, you know, text away. And uh, I'm really excited to share this conversation that um, we've had together, just talking about dreams and life and what that's meant for him and things he's currently doing. And uh, just a lot of his thoughts in a lot of different um, uh, areas of life. So enjoy, and here we go. Okay, we have Nathan Nathaniel Sipes on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I've got a little bit of a sickness going on, so excuse that, but otherwise I'm good. Can you hit that low B flat now? Uh, let's see. Um, um, I don't think I can quite get that, no. Ah, uh, so is it, <laughs> is it more difficult to hit low notes when you're sick or easier? Um, well, I don't, I think I could only achieve that when I had a really, really bad, uh, I don't know, sinus issue going on or something. I'd almost lost my voice, but this is different. Mm, sorry you're not feeling so well. <clears throat> That's all right. Um, it's just, it's been our year so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, the pollen content here in the, the yeah. Midwest has just been like, I've just been crazy. Yeah. Clareton has been a friend mm-hmm. of mine this year. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I wanted to start by uh, asking for this um, podcast, what have dreams meant to you? What do dreams mean to you? Um, I could take a really literal approach 
Um, but I think you're asking more in a um, metaphorical way. Um, I'm letting you uh, <laughs> take it whichever way you want. Yeah. Um, I think, I guess for me personally, I I use dreams as a guide and I don't put much stock in them aside from that. Um, so I I try to let let my dreams kind of have their own space and f- go wherever they want to and not have any any restraints put on them because uh, I get to do that after the fact. So um, yeah, dreams kind of give me this guide of where maybe I might like to see things go. And then I allow my more reasonable mind to see what I can achieve and how I can get there. And maybe some things are just nice, nice dreams to have, but they don't have to turn into anything and that's okay too. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how I look at dreams as kind of a indicator of sorts. Yeah, have you ever dreamed for something and it's turned out exactly like the dream you've had? Um <laughs> I don't know. Um I think I think probably no, but that doesn't always turn out in a bad way. I think sometimes when you have something in mind um and you I think when you want to seek that out exactly as you had it in mind, sometimes that's limiting because along the way you find out something different or something better than what you'd initially envisioned. Um, so I guess I don't, I don't do a lot of measuring against what I had initially thought because often I find something more interesting along the way. Yeah. Has that kind of changed over the years? Have you had a different approach to aspirations or goals? You know, like um, ha- has this kind of like, this is where you are this is what you've come to now as like, this is really, you know, where the, the money is. Yeah. I think if anything, um, how it's changed over the years in a broad way has been that I have less grandiose dreams. Um, and that, that is not to say, um, (laughs) that I've stopped dreaming. I think, uh, perhaps maybe a better way of saying it is that they're less intricate. Um, a lot of times I think that um, when you're younger, at least in my experience, you you have a vision of something and perhaps it's really involved and that's the thing that makes it engaging to you is that there's a lot to it. Um, but I think the older I get, the more I, I recognize the the value in it and a simple um, a simple dream or aspiration that it it can be something special because of how, um, simple it is and it it's more of a scaffolding for everything else to be built around um, rather than this ornate um, image of something that's hard to attain yeah I think what's fascinating um, one of the one of the fascinating things about you is that like there are very few subjects or topics that I couldn't like just text you and be like hey what's your take on so and so or <clears throat> such and such, or what's a good procedure for, I mean, like, so many different avenues musically, like, oh, how do you set up a guitar to, how do you, you know, set up a a compression um, for a snare drum to, um, oh, I don't know, just, there's so many different things that I, I know that I could just text you out of the blue 
And I think one of the 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 the, the, the tragedies is the fact that it's usually not preceded by "Hi, how you doing?" She's just <laughs> so. What camera would you use in this context? And uh, so uh, you have such a, a wide range of um like in depth knowledge of a lot of areas. And so I'm I guess I'm just wondering: has that been has ever been a time where it's felt more crippling like for me personally you know if i if i feel like i'm starting to get good at something it's like oh i want to get really good at this i want to make it like either profitable or just want to be like really good like right now i'm learning how to uh do uh taping and mudding after drywalling you know i've done um some of the construction stuff and i've done you know painting and all that but this in between stuff i'm learning it's like oh i want to you know learn to do it so i can be the best or whatever but you know, when I'm younger, it'd be like crippling a uh, thought having like, you know, like a fixed mindset, like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be the best at this. So why even try? But, you know, you get to a point where you learn the practical, like, okay, no one's paying me for this. I'm doing this for myself. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. I'd like it to be. So in all these different categories where you, you have a lot of talents, um, how uh do you do you feel like you have to cope sometimes with like oh, I'll never have enough time to spend on that or oh you know it's just like there's no money in that or you know what i mean like what how do you um how do you stay how how do you keep learning things about things how do you have such a drive about like i i want to learn more things about more subjects and and have that interest yeah um big question, but I think I, I, I have a good feel for it. Um, yeah. So I think to answer the last part of that question, where does that come from? Um, where does the drive come from? I, I just have always been intensely curious about everything. Um, how, how things work, why, why they are the way they are. And in fact, to, to a point where I, I have a difficult time doing the simplest of tasks if I don't understand it from a an overview level or an intimate level, depending on the context. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's how my brain is wired. I'm just really curious. Um, and I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give people is just be, be curious and don't, don't be afraid of, of being wrong. Uh, because every <laughs> being wrong is the best kind of failure because every time you're wrong, it comes with the gift of, of learning, which is the greatest thing ever, you know, like it, it gives you an opportunity to figure out why, why did I fail or why did I have something wrong? Um, so yeah, just be curious and look for opportunities to be wrong <laughs> because it, that improves you. Um, on the other side of things, has it ever felt like a little bit of a disadvantage or a bit of, of a hindrance? Um, yeah, there absolutely have been times. And I think that the older I get, the less that is an issue. But when I was younger, it was a little bit of a... Um, a little bit of, of a thing of how do I let go of of this knowledge when I want to just kind of explore or how do I um, how do I move forward without having a really solid understanding of this um, how do I do the best that I can with that limited set of knowledge um, and yeah I guess I'd say the, the older I get <clears throat> the more I just look at it as I don't I don't really need to know everything um, just enough to satisfy that curiosity again and I think the way that I let go of it is recognizing, um, and I think this is a little bit of the Dunning-Kruger effect, but the, the further I go, the more I realize I, how much there is to know 
and how unattainable it is to to know everything and that's okay to be to be awash in this sea of knowledge is is okay because um there's there's so many opportunities to learn there's so many things to do and you kind of can't you can't go in a wrong direction you know everywhere you look there's something to gain and so i kind of just look at it as I, i'm an eternal student you know and so i'm just continuing to to play in this vast field of of playthings and it's okay. Um, and then, uh, there was one more component to the question, but I think overall for, for me, um, I look at it as it, it, it pays off to know a lot about a, a little bit about a lot of things. Um, I think more than it pays off to know a lot about a few things. And I, I heard it articulated in such a, a great way and I can't remember the source, but it essentially is um, amongst the bakers, I'm the the best engineer and amongst mm. the engineers, I'm the best baker um, mm -hmm. to a point where yeah. <laughs> you may not be the best engineer amongst the engineers and that's okay because the diversity of your knowledge and skill set allows you to be useful in every context, no matter who's there, because you do have something to offer the group. Um, so I think looking at it as an opportunity to give something to whatever group you're in, because you've spent a little bit of time becoming familiar with that, um, it allows you just to feel comfortable not not having the vast amount of knowledge on any specific thing, um, because you know that you can contribute, um, no matter what that looks like, as long as you're open to that. Yeah, I think that um, you're a very generous person too, um, with time and, and knowledge and sharing things. And I mean, for myself, I know that a lot of times I put a lot of pressure on myself to, um, acquire a skill or learn, learn something because of, um, you know, something that like I, I have a use for, I have a need for. Um, but I think that you have, you, um, in the pursuit of things, you've also done a, a really great job of always like extending a hand to someone else. Like, Hey, and if you need to know anything about this or whatever, and I think that's made you, um, you know, a really valuable asset for a lot of people for me specifically with, um, a lot of music stuff that I do. Um, I mean, a, we, we have known each other for a long time, played together for a long time. So we've developed a, a musical relationship, but B, you have, um, you know, skills that I, uh, you know, have are crippling to me, you know, like charting things out, um, you know, anything, I mean, uh, being able to explain things on a, a deeper, more uh, theoretical level to musicians that have, you know, kind of that next level um, experience and um, you're able to package things together and recording and all that. Uh, have you have kind of like I've found a lot of freedom and, and life comes from like oh my gosh like I'm able to pass this on like I'm so glad I learned x y and z has that ever kind of like fueled um, a fire in, in it for you like oh I want to look into this because like this will benefit like so and so or um, what's been kind of your relationship with that kind of experience mm -hmm. yeah I think a few components to that as well. Good question. Um, uh, on the on the one hand, you know, uh, being willing to give to give knowledge or share knowledge is to to me. I look at it as uh, the old saying of 
when when the tide comes in, all the boats rise. So to me, I'm so willing to, I guess, share that kind of knowledge because, especially with those who I'm I'm interacting with often, because as as they get more proficient in a thing, it then also comes back and challenges me or or gives me more opportunities. And so when the people that I'm surrounding myself with have the ability to better themselves, that gives that gives back in, in kind. And so it's not really um, entirely selfless, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to share, but it also is a little bit of a thing of, you know, selfishly, it's going to improve my, um, it's going to, it's going to challenge me in the long term because they're going to, they're going to continue pushing things further as, you know, we're all moving ahead. Um, and then I, I think I always have had a natural desire to, to help like, um, in, in education or teaching, like to help people open those windows higher up in their, in their mind, so to speak. Um, it, there's something really rewarding about when you're working with somebody and you see that kind of like realization moment where their eyes kind of light up and you see that, that explosion of thought and it's an incredibly rewarding thing. And so I guess to me, it kind of has a natural reward system of just, just feeling that kind of excitement as you're helping someone understand. Um, I think also I have a bit of um, an easier time understanding technical things and also having the soft skills to explain it in a common way. And I like being able to bridge that gap for people. And so part of my work as, as my day job, you know, is communicating highly technical information in a easy to understand way. And that is something that has come natural to me. Um, so I, I appreciate being able to like help, help people get something that they've been struggling with. You know, it, it just feels like it again, raises that tide for all of us. Yeah. Has chat GBT, uh, GPT, um, giving you a run for your money? <laughs> um, no, certainly not. It's, it's a really, um, interesting, um, tool and it's been something that's, that's been really cool to, to keep an eye on, um, I was definitely an early adopter of of this technology trying to like you know figure out how it works and different things like that um and it was unlike anything i'd you know seen it prior to this um the culmination of a lot of different efforts and it i think at first a lot of people were were kind of scared of it uh taking taking away jobs um which <laughs> from from a, like a coding standpoint it's like uh cool <laughs> right because we don't want to do that to do, anyway. yeah to do th but, things you're actually passionate about <laughs> yeah and and there's a little bit of like um because it's a language um processor there's a bit of a, like a amongst the field that i work in there's like a little bit of a anxiety surrounding it because it does such a, a good job of simulating natural speech but i think that it it does it does a good job of predicting or simulating human-like text, uh, but it's when you start digging deeper, it's really not very effective at the types of work that that humans are good at. Specifically, you know, logical thinking, and <laughs> yeah, you can see some of that when you loft a little bit heavier tasks at it. But it it is really effective in certain areas, and I think that's encouraging. It's it has the potential to eventually grow into something that could be a useful um, kind of co-pilot, so to speak. Yeah, that's fun. 
Um, mm-hmm. What are some dreams that, you know, and like you've said before, maybe it wasn't ex- an exact bull's, bullseye on the <clears throat> original target of, of a dream, but <clears throat> what's something big in your life um, that you're like, oh, I really hope I can get to this point or hope I can see this happen in my lifetime? Uh, what's something that has already happened for you? Um, what, what is it? An example of a, of a dream that has happened for me? Are you asking me yeah, um, for an example? Can you recontextualize that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's something that, you know, whether you've written it down, um, like I, I hope to accomplish this or I hope to see this happen in my life. Um, what's something, what's a big thing in your life that's actually come to pass? Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that I could go with. Honestly, um, I feel really, uh, fortunate in a lot of ways, um, for the life that I have. I'm grateful for that. I think one of the earliest things that I can probably tie back to is this, uh, just deep, deep love of, of music and wanting to explore that. And since, you know, we're both musicians, it seems natural to, to talk about that, but, um, you know, I, I've always been just steeped in, in music, in my, in my home life, in my family, and just experimenting on different instruments. And, um, I think that I always felt like a desire to take this thing to a point where I felt really comfortable and like there was a seamless connection between what I was experiencing and hearing like in my mind and soul and what I was putting out into the world through the medium of, of whatever instrument. And I think that's something that has, has come to fruition at this point in my life. I feel very connected in, in this way on specifically on the instrument of bass. But, um, I I feel just a lot more like a natural connection, even when I'm doing things like production or arranging, um, there's a lot less like actual thought happening and a lot more just kind of like this pure communication. And so, yeah, I think that's one for me is just achieving this level of kind of articulation on my instrument. Just a moment. Yeah. All right, and we're back. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Um, so there's dreams we we have for ourselves, and there's dreams we have for other people or or um, enterprises or or whatever. Are there any dreams that um, you know you had hoped to have seen um, that you've already seen? Like for for others, mm. uh, <laughs> it's a bit harder to uh, consider. Um, I think there are a few ways I could take that as well. Um, 
Yeah, I don't want to put on anybody on blast either. Um, sure. <laughs> but I think I can say broadly, I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, development in those around me, um, personally and also uh, creatively and professionally. That has been really fulfilling to watch happen. Um, and you know, just I think on a personal level too, like the people that are around you, you you love and appreciate them as they are, but you also kind of see these things like, Oh, this is an area where like, I really, I hope to see them grow and mature. And, um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of that that I've been able to witness in the people around me. And I think a lot of that comes through, you know, living life and just seeing the ways that they take chances and, or, you know, the ways that they have to react to hard circumstances and, um, sometimes just taking a chance with, with things, um, pays off. Sometimes it doesn't pay off. And the way they react from that is what actually becomes the fruit from that situation. Right. Right. Is there, um, a big dream of something that you hope to see change in your lifetime? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I think some of those things we don't need to get too deep into, but there's a lot of things that I think a lot of us could look at um, the ways that people are struggling around us broadly um, that uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I think ultimately, like I want to see a future in which um, I'm confident, you know, letting my kids out into the world, you know, yeah. and I ultimately like I want them to have a better world than I was given. Um, I have relatively little influence on the world as a whole, but I hope that I'm able to develop a um, an environment for them that that they feel um, confident in taking chances, confident in standing up for their their values and and the things that that they really feel strongly about. Um, I think, and on a greater sense, that's kind of it. For, for me is is wanting to to see out this vision of 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 my my children being able to um i guess take things just a little bit further than i was able to um looking at the legacy that i, I was given the um the great amount of work that my parents were able to put into me and to be able to take that and appreciate that and try to take it just a little bit further um and and pass that on to to my children yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any other things that are, you know, kind of coming to mind for you while we're talking about all this? Just broadly? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me pull out your notebook here and see if any of those prompts get me going. Yeah, that's this, awesome. This uh, this notebook here that is Jacob Hemingway branded. Perfect. Um, let's see. Yeah, so... Hey, I sell those. Oh yes, they he he sells these for uh dollars. Uh, $20, $100. <laughs> That's right. I don't but <laughs> today or any day that you're listening to this podcast, you can get it at uh $18. 18. That's okay. right. I was I was close. One of those numbers was close. <laughs> we'll take the one. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, you have a dream about traveling. Um, that's always been a big. I think I think all of us want to travel, right? 
I mean, yeah, uh, some people are some naturally people don't. more homebody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think um, one one of the things that that my wife and I have always done in our relationship is just traveled together. Um, you know, obviously we're not of of a great means to be able to just hop on a plane and go overseas or anything, but just being able to hop in the car and just flip a coin and choose a direction, you know, um, I think the, the thing about travel for me, it, it's, it's halfway about, about the places that you'll, you'll find yourself, but it's also just about getting somewhere with somebody and, uh, the, the memories along the way, the things that you talk about, the different, you know, um, choices that you make that lead you somewhere else. And, so for, for us, travel has always kind of been a, a method of exploration and just an opportunity to do something together, no, no matter what that looks like. And um, yeah, of course, I'd love to travel different places around the world, but um, all the, the small opportunities to just experience something with somebody and then, you know, years down the line say, hey, remember that time where we, we were in this random place and this thing happened? And to me, um, travel is, is an opportunity to be stuck in a car with my wife for a long time. And that means many opportunities to try to make her laugh, which is one of the yeah. favorite things to do. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, um, I would love to have more opportunities to travel over the past um, few years. It's been a lot more difficult to do, um, not only because of the state of the world, but also because of just having um, a couple little people yeah. to also care for. But think um as time goes by there will be a lot more of that happening um cool but yeah we we just love going to see the ways that other people live and just finding little diners or whatever and um i don't know just getting a window into somebody else's life and that to me is a little bit of that dream aspect of just having having your mind opened to to somebody else's whole life you know their whole existence that you that you didn't know about before yeah. And you get to just kind of get a glimpse into that world and it, it lets you, it, it kind of shines a light on your own experience and how you take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple spots in there where you sounded a little bit like a robot and a little bit like a chipmunk. It's not your fault. It's the internet's fault. Um, but okay. all the words came through. Yeah, you you were just looking down for a moment, and I wasn't <laughs> sure if you were asleep or not. So <laughs> I was just so in a trance of what you were saying. <laughs> um, I remember speaking of traveling in moments when we played um, in when I was in the Don Retreat. We went to Wyoming or whatever, and on the way back, we were on I eighty going through like <laughs> Nebraska or something. I don't know if we made it to Iowa yet. And we were just stopped in traffic and uh -huh. just just miles of, of car stopped um, on the interstate. And uh, I remember Ben was like, well, we got some merch. Uh, and then he just like opened up the side door of the van, walked to the car behind us and gave these kids or like to the side of us or something. I don't remember. Uh -huh. Just gave them some merch, you know, like, where are you from? Like, oh, we're from Nebraska and Omaha or something like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah so when you were talking about traveling and those little moments, you you remember, yeah, it's, it's fun, um, to think back. Um, and then the other thing you're, you're talking about is, um, the, and this will probably be the last thing we talk about, but we, I think we spend a lot of time, um, either, re um, trying to, 
figure out like what are my dreams what what are the things that i i want to see happen what are the things i want to do what are x y and z um and i feel like a lot of times you know we can push those things down and like well you know maybe dreaming's for someone else um but i feel like the more honest we are about how we we feel about um certain things whether it's it's like morally or you know socially like um or even just with like business or what we're doing with our time um i think that we um the more honest that we are the the more alive we really become in the things that um maybe we're we're you know created to do or or whatever but there's a whole nother world that happens like you were alluding to when you open up your life to other people specifically like a spouse like they've got you know their whole own experience with um either dreaming or going after their dreams or not or being too afraid or not realizing what their dreams are and um i think like you were saying one thing that's so important is like you know it's not about finding you know, every last detail of something you're dreaming about and seeing that happen necessarily because we might have dreams and then um, someone really close to us has dreams and we have to maybe set ours aside for a season or sacrifice the way that we see the outcome. And uh, I think that that's a whole nother world of opportunities. Um, I just, one thing that I, I think that is it, um, really important I found is just to be really honest with, um, maybe like for me, I, I, I need to be honest with how I, uh, expect to see something happen, not because I need it to happen that way. Um, but when I'm honest about that, then I can really truly like either sacrifice, like, you know what, like this is how I thought I saw this thing happening or, um, us spending our time like this, um, but then being really honest about how I'm feeling, it it allows me to have that freedom of really engaging through love. Like, no, what I see, what how you're wanting to see it is really important to you, and and I think that that's a really fun, scary, but it can be a really fun and exciting um, opportunity to to learn. Like, it's not about necessarily even the way that we've seen it or seen it for a long time, you know, because I've you know, it's, for me specifically, I was single for, you know, a really long time. And so you have kind of, you know, dealing and you deal with insecurity and I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I don't know. And then it's, you start to come alive in some things and then you enter someone else into the picture and then you realize like, okay, I, um, it, it kind of changes your world entirely. The way that you see things, the way that you dream, the things that are maybe like what's most important to you? What's kind of been your experience with all that? Yeah. Um, I think the, uh, the question being, how do you, um, how do you integrate or compromise when you're, when you're com combining dreams with other people kind of, yeah, or regarding how important it is to be open with other people around you about your dreams, kind of both of those questions. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that ultimately kind of what, kind of what you're saying is that, um, or what, what I'm hearing from that, uh, where I go with that is that uh, com communicating with, with people around you and having, having a community, no matter how big or small, 
of people that you can share those types of things with and that you can um, explore those things with is is an incredibly valuable part of the human experience. Um, and and that if you if you're keeping if you're keeping all of your dreams to yourself, um, you're you're not only hurting yourself, but you're also not allowing other people to, you know, have that opportunity to dream with you or just to see um, maybe the way things could be. Um, and I think that a lot of a lot of times in our day to day with with people who, I think specifically with people who we're not too close to, we keep things on a really practical level, and um, sometimes that can be limiting to. I guess just progress overall, um, but also just you can kind of be robbing somebody from the opportunity to kind of get to get to see either see the world differently and see see you on a deeper level. Um, I think that it can be really vulnerable to share your dreams um, with other people, but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to hold them in 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 both hands. One of being something that's really kind of um, intimate to yourself, but also something that should be uh, something that we all universally can relate with having having dreams and recognizing that they don't have to be practical they don't even have to be realized things in the end but but having a dream at all i think is incredibly important um as a person if you don't if you don't have any dreams or aspirations i think that um i don't know it sounds it sounds kind of like a sad thing to me um that you're you don't feel the freedom to take to take an idea and just see how big it could get or, you know, to take a risk on it. Um, obviously no judgment against somebody if they feel like they don't have any dreams, but I, I would encourage that person to to be okay with the idea of, of not achieving them. Uh, Cause I don't think that's the, the point of dreams all the time. That's great. Very well said. Love it. <laughs> well, Hey, Perfect. we're, we're going to have to wrap up here. Um, What's something that uh, you're currently working on or releasing and like how can people connect with you? Um, probably the most um, upcoming thing is um, it'd be June 30th. There's a uh, release of an album that I've been working on for a few years with um, some old friends and Jake, you were actually in this band as well. Yeah. Uh, the Donna Treat is releasing an album, Crown of Horns. Um, it is uh, absolutely a labor of, of love and a, a work of a work of dreams um i would say a a coming together of of four souls at the right time and just kind of experiencing a moment together and it's definitely a photograph of a moment in time and and a mindset and looking forward to taking this further into the future uh, as we're working on upcoming material as well but that would be the most upcoming thing and then recently i was able to work with you this is already out to the world on a project um for jacob hemingway <laughs> the the band all right not the man called jealousy or jealous rather <laughs> doesn't jealousy matter they'll find it end of the week song oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's great um sweet dawn retreat crown of horns coming out soon end of the month and mm -hmm. um I guess it depends on when people listen to this podcast, but the end of this current month point in time. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much for being on. Of course. Thank you for having me. I will come back whenever you want. That sounds great. We'll definitely have you back. Thanks again for tuning in to this podcast. Feel free to connect with me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Jacob Hemingway Music. Also, you can check out Jacob Hemingway 
Facebook.com. It'll take you to my merchandise site. I'd love for you to go check that out and get a journal. Maybe get two. You can buy one for 18. You can actually buy two for 30. Why don't you go ahead and get another journal and get one for a friend or a loved one so you can dream together. Have a great day. Thank you.